0: 7th of April this year, we began working our way through the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Jesus saw the crowds of people. He went up on a mountainside and he sat down. And then his disciples came to him and and he began to teach them. And what he taught them is the way of discipleship. Um, What we know as the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus teaching his disciples, showing them a blueprint for kingdom living. What he's saying is, as my disciples live like this. Okay? That's what the whole Sermon on the Mount is all about. And for four months now, um, I've spent 12 messages um, teaching about the life of the, in the Kingdom of God. And today is the, actually the very final message on, on the Sermon on the Mount. And we're reading from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 29. Therefore... The rains came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the Lord. Now, my hope and, and my prayer um, and I know that not all of you have been here for the, for the whole of the series. And by the way, if anybody's wanting to catch up on, on anything you've missed, it's all on the web, on, on our little website. Or you can ask me and I can give you a copy in either written or, or um, on a CD. Um, but my hope and my prayer is that as we've worked our way through the Sermon on the Mount, that those who have heard, that, that you have heard the teaching of Jesus. Not the teaching of Michael. Um, because the teaching of Jesus has authority, the teaching of Michael doesn't. All right? So anything that I teach, if it's the teaching of Jesus, if it's the teaching that you find in the Bible, well that has authority. But anything else I add, well that doesn't. The teaching of Jesus is what the wise build their lives on. Now I also hope and pray that as you've heard the word of God, that you didn't just receive it as knowledge, that you didn't just add it to your little little bank of knowledge up there in your head and go, right, well, that's good to know, that's good to know. Because knowing stuff doesn't cut it in the kingdom of God. Everyone who hears these words of Jesus and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of Jesus and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Living as a disciple of Jesus Christ means being and doing. And sometimes we can go too far one way or too far the other, but it means both. We become disciples of Jesus Christ by putting our faith in him. And there's stuff that we've covered in the Sermon on the Mount that deeply challenges me. It, it cuts me to the heart and think, Really? God God thinks that's a sin? Oh, I'm guilty, I'm guilty. And there's times like that when I realise that I am just totally dependent on the grace and the mercy of God and so are you. None of us can be in relationship with God by being good enough because we can't be good enough. I can never be good enough. You can never be good enough. And so it's a fair bit about being. It's about being loved by God. It's about being forgiven by God. It's about being made holy and righteous by God. It's about being called by God. It's about being. But living as a disciple of Jesus Christ also means doing. We hear the words of Jesus not so that we can know more stuff, but to put them into action. And there are many people even going to churches today, who are foolish. And we can be foolish. We can go to church every day of our life. We can hear the Word of God. We can read the Bible every single day. And then we can go home and be exactly the same. And that is utter foolishness. When you hear the Word of God, be changed by it. Hear the word of God and when you go home, put it into, act, into action. We are not saved from sin to go on sinning. We're not called into the kingdom of God to live as if we were in the kingdom of this world. God doesn't give us his word so that we can know it and then continue on in our old ways. Hear the word of God and put it into action. Now right at the start, when I started off this series, I did say that at some stage I want to just read the Sermon on the Mount as Jesus delivered it. Because usually we chop it up into little bits, and that's what, that's what I've done. I've chopped it up into, into 12 different bits so that we can digest it one little bit at a time. But by doing that we, we miss the f- essence of the whole thing. Now, I was keeping that up my sleeve to do sometime time when, when I'd have a particularly busy week and didn't have time to write a sermon. Um, well, we've gotten right the way through the series and we, I haven't had to draw on that. Um, so today's going to be the day. So when Jesus said, the wise men are those who hear what I've just said and put it into action, this is what he's talking about. Okay, so you're ready to hear... This is the greatest sermon ever written, by the way. So if we have any complaints about the sermon today, you can take it straight to the boss because I didn't write it. You ready? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, when people persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, because of Jesus. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, How can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Do not think that I, Jesus, have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfil them. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Anyone who breaks the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven you've heard that it was said to the people long ago do not murder but anyone who murders will be subject to judgment but I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raha is answerable to, to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there, remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there, right there at the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you're still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you've paid the last penny you have heard that it was said do not not commit adultery but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart if your right eye causes you to sin gouge it out throw it away it's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard it said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths that you've made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, because that's God's throne, or by the earth, because that's his footstool, or by Jerusalem, because that's the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, because you can't even make one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and let your no be no anything beyond that comes from the evil one you've heard that it was said an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth but I tell you do not resist an evil person if someone strikes you on the right cheek turn to him the other also and if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic well let him have your cloak as well If someone forces you to go with him one mile, then you go with him two. Give to the one who asks you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Now you've heard it said love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven because he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Don't even the tax collectors do that? And if you greet only your brothers, what, what are you doing more than anybody else? Don't even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and and on the streets to be honoured by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door. Pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, Don't keep going on and on, babbling like pagans. They think that they're going to be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. Your Father knows what you need even before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins... Your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look sombre, as the hypocrites do. They pull faces, they disfigure their faces to say, Oh, I'm fasting, you know. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You see, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you this, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your body, about what you're going to wear. Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They don't labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field that's here today, and then tomorrow it's thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So do not worry Saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? The pagans, they run after all that sort of stuff. And your heavenly father, he knows what you need. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these other things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. How can you say to your brother, oh, let me take that little speck out of your eye when the whole time there's a great big plank in your own? You hypocrite. First, take that plank out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to get the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you if your son was to ask you for bread, would you give him a stone? Or if he asked for fish, would you give him a snake? If you then know, sorry, if you then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Watch out, though, for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you'll recognise them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognise them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name did we not drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus, and puts them into practice, is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. How'd you go? Have you ever heard that sermon before? In one hit? Some of you have. Some of you haven't. That's powerful stuff. And um, I know as I, as I was going through, I was thinking, oh, I probably need to explain that. Uh, no, I already did that a few weeks ago. Um, if anybody's needing explanation of anything there, maybe you need to get hold of some of the past messages. Just ask me and I can get it to you. But who's challenged by that? Now, does anybody here want to be wise today? Because the wise ones of us we've just heard these words of Jesus. The wise ones will put it into practice. See what what Jesus is presenting here is the blueprint for kingdom living. If you're going to live as a Christian you're going to be very different to the way we naturally want to live. You're going to be living righteously. You're going to be loving, you're going to be forgiving you're going to be prayerful but you know what it really boils down to is knowing God knowing God, being in relationship with God and becoming like God in all of his perfect ways I don't think I'll ask any questions today.